So it was those kind of moment I rediscover myself because I just tell the little girl inside me, say, "Hey, stay quiet, right? There's a a bigger woman inside. <laughs> Listen to her." <laughs> so I, I do go through a lot of these moments in, in my life, basically. So it's continually rediscovering, reassuring myself. That's、uh, I think slowly helped me to build up my brand and also helped me to become more confident. Welcome to Lead with Your Brand. The podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question: Are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everyone, it's Jason Patria, and you are listening to the Lead with Your Brand podcast, where we are here to help you make. Consciously competent strategic decisions around how you want to show up, turn up the volume, and find your next career breakthrough. Now, when I think of the Lead with Your Brand program, it's really. All based on a brand marketer's toolkit. You know, for years people have been talking about creating your personal and professional brand, but so many times when we look at that, it's really just coming up with language like being a team player, or having good presentation skills, or being well networked, or having the ability to collaborate with others. But you know what? When I look at that. That's really kind of like the type of stuff that they ask about on a resume. And while sure you're good at that, if you just use the same language as on a resume, how are you actually standing out from the crowd? Because the crux of leading with your brand is not being a commodity like coffee. You've got to be a brand that gets people to do more and pay more, just like Starbucks. So the best way to do that is to. Figure out what those key words are that you would describe yourself as. I call those brand attributes. Now, you probably have four to eight words that define who you are. So, I will tell you over time. Even when I look back as a kid, you know, I always was told, you know, Jason, you're you're a really good presenter, and you know, you're really fun, and you're well traveled because you've been going around the world since you were a little kid, and you know what, you know. So much about like the LGBTQ community and diversity and inclusion, and you're really innovative. And you know what? I thought, hey, that's exactly what my brand is. And then I suddenly realized, if I put that up on a screen and asked other people if they were those things too. Probably half of the room would say almost all of those described them because being fun and being innovative and being into diversity and even being a good presenter, you know what? Millions of people are those things. So, what was the secret sauce that's really Jason? Now, if we go out to great brand marketers and great brands, they would never just say that they were. Good at something, they would never just say they were a team player. They would never use any of that type of language. So you know what? You can't either in your brand. 
I want you to go through that McDonald's drive through and you're not ordering a regular fries, people. I want you to get that supersized fry. So you've got to figure out what is the supersized version of your brand attributes. Better yet, if you were a superhero, what would those superpowers be? So I never think of myself as a good presenter. I think of myself as a showman and a storyteller. You know what? I don't think of myself as just a good networker or networked. I think of myself as a super connector. I don't even think of myself as being well-traveled because the way I travel is all about being jet-set. And sure, we're all innovative, but I call myself a first mover. Now suddenly we're looking at supersized language that you can uniquely own. So, Make sure you're not just using commodity language when you talk about yourself. Make sure you're using super premium language that only you can own. Now, I'm excited to be back with Shawnee Chen, who's a partner at PwC in Shanghai, China. And most importantly, she was just named to Forbes China 50 Top Women in Tech List. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. Shawnee, how are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing spectacular, and tell our listeners where you are dialing in from today. Oh, I'm dialing from Shanghai, uh, China, right now. (laughs) So thank you for joining us, and it was great to find the perfect time zone that works for both Shanghai and Los Angeles. So, Shawnee, how do you describe who you are and what you do to folks who don't know you? Mm Professionally, I'm a partner with uh, PwC, so I'm managing a large group of technologists in Shanghai, but I also call myself juice maker. (laughs) I view myself. The reason being is uh, um, I found I have a talent to change lemon into lemonade. And best of all, I'm able to do power juice. So it means I'm able to mix a lot of technologies, a lot of talents together to create something new. And technology is something I'm passionate about it. So I, I love to be this juice maker, solving problems and create something interesting and new. Well, I'm loving your juice, your super juice today. I mean, this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you, Shawnee, because you have such kind of an an intriguing career path because you really started out as an engineer and now you're really in this executive type of, of role. So when you think back, what have been some of those really important career breakthrough moments in your career? I have a lot of, uh, I would say, transformational moments. It may not be a breakthrough moment. Um, the way I view it is uh, we always evolve, right? So these are transformational moments, redefines, help me to redefine who I am. Uh, let me just say, redefine and rediscover. Because a lot of time we have a lot of talent hidden inside us, but uh, there's a lot of personal bias you know, keep telling ourselves, oh, we, we are not this type of person, we cannot do this. So it's kind of holding me back. So I have a lot of those type of moments. 
So one <laughs> one example, I think the first, uh, you know, the, the one coming to my mind right away is uh, the year I become partner, the first year I become partner. So, you know, in PwC, we have a lot of partner. There's many, many season partner. So this year I become partner. I was the youngest one in the group and I have been invited to host a large group of global senior partners visit. And in the session, I had to present, you know, showcase our, our uh, centers, also uh, highlight one of the uh, business uh, solution I have. It, it was very nerve wracking. You know, I was constantly doubting myself, like, am I the right person? Because am I, honestly, my, my boss was there too. I was like, he should be taking that role, explaining that because he's more well-versed into this uh, um, organizations, know how to deal with the senior members. But I got pushed forward. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, I faked it, basically. <laughs> I fake. I tried to sound like I know what I'm doing, but deep down I have this little girl voice that's, no, 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 you're not, you, you're, you're, you know, you didn't know what you're doing. Literally, I faked it. So I tried to be sound very calm, very positive. And guess what? The result actually was amazing. Everybody loved my proposal. So it was those kind of moments I rediscovered myself because I just tell the little girl inside me, say, hey, stay quiet, right? There's a, a bigger woman inside. <laughs> Listen to her. <laughs> so I, I do go through a lot of these moments in, in my life, basically. So it's continually rediscovering, reassuring myself, right? Um that's uh, I think it slowly helped me to build up my brain and also helped me to become more confident. Yeah. So Shawnee, tell me a little bit more about that because I know that people come up to me all of the time with that whole notion of self-doubt, right? Where it's like the the little girl, the little boy, you know, the, the little kid inside of us is saying like, you don't belong here or, you know, somebody else should be doing this. How or what are some of the ways that you get over that voice so that it doesn't hold you back? See, the way, I, well, the way I'm doing it is just focusing on the moment, right? So instead of thinking, say, hey, what if I fail, right? <laughs> I just keep saying, like, just, just focusing on the task. Just thinking about it one step at a time. How do you make the next minutes worse, right? How do you make an impact in the next hour? Instead of thinking about 24 hours in advance. Because if you think it too big, you start to uh, think about, you know, what if, too many what if situations. But if you cut it into the smaller piece, smaller goal, it's a little bit more achievable because you can manage that. And the other way I found it to be very useful is once you cut it into the small pieces, you can remain very agile. So you make the first step and you sort of like look around, see if uh, you needed to make a course adjustments. Then you go to the next step. So um, that I found it to be very useful. I think, uh, you know, I always, uh, I, I don't know, last time we probably talk about that too. Um, I always have a question, or what I used to have a question back in my head, because a lot of time when you go talk to these ex experienced, very successful people, they always have a very big view, you know, vision and goals, where they want to be, who they want to be, you know, in five or 10 years or 20 years, they know what they want to do. I don't, right? So I was I always thought I'm like these eyeballs in the in the corporate world. How come I don't have this major, you know, vision or strategy for ten years later? Um, but as as I become more experienced, I notice that could be is one of my strength instead of one of the weakness. The fact is, I'm focusing on 
the immediate task, you know, what's going to happen next month, and I able to quickly adjust. It works very well in the um, the new world, right? Or the new norm nowadays, because everything is evolving so quickly. So I have the ability to quickly adapt myself to the environment and be flexible and be agile and remain competitive, right? So those are, you know, the skills basically. And that's how I deal with these uh, tough situations now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But that's great advice that anyone can take, right? Is if we break it into those bite-sized chunks, it's something that we can easily accomplish. And I love that whole notion of agility because I haven't heard people describe it in that exact way that you did, Shawnee, which is when we're looking at bite-sized chunks, we can evaluate in much smaller pieces that allow us to iterate, be agile, and make different choices. So, Shawnee, I know this year you were named to the second annual Forbes China 50 Top Women in Tech list. So, tell me, what was that experience like, seeing your name on on the list? It was uh, very exciting. <laughs> I'm thrilled, actually, to, to, to be put on the list and very honored as well. And... Also, a little girl inside me says, are you really worse to be out there? <laughs> I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still adjusting, honestly, because uh, I, I think uh, that's, uh, you know, you're talking about brand, uh, defining your own brand. I'm also helping to redefine, re-evolve my brand a little bit because I think um, uh, it's, it's a great recognition for uh, what I have achieved. Right. I clearly the public or the people who work with me give me more credit a lot of time than I do to myself. <laughs> That's something I'm a little I'm learning it. I love the experiences. And also I wanted to using this uh, opportunity, you know, to make impact for the ladies uh, in, in the technology area, because I think there is a lot of things we need to do together. So yeah, excited, honored, and also start to feel I have more responsibility now (laughs) for all the tech women in China, because I need to be, um, I feel like I need to be a role model and have to help them to speak up, right? So a mixed uh, bag of emotions at this point. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I don't think you're trying to be a role model. You are a role model because we actually met back in 2019 when we were at the Ladies Who Tech conference uh, in Shanghai, and I had the amazing opportunity to interview you on the main stage. And I know just recently you were at the 2020 conference and really showcased there as a role model and a mentor. And tell me, what was the best part about Ladies Who Tech 2020 since I couldn't fly? Honestly, the best part for me, the Ladies Who Tech, because this year I brought my daughter there. She is... uh, 14. She loves literature. She plays cello. And she always thinks she's much better on the literature side. <laughs> I keep telling her, I said, don't you know, deny the other part of you. I mean, you probably have a science or stir or some other things inside you, right? Don't just say, hey, I'm not good at it. So that's why I brought her there. And she listened to a speech. She listened to a speech about the future education. So there's a, a lady who come from, uh, I think, English first was talking about it. And they're talking about how technology can change the teachers, teachers, kids. So that that really get her thinking. So she was uh, after the session, she was telling me, say, hey, mom, I think I wanted to, you know, reignite my dream of become teacher. 
is it well yeah i was like that's great so what makes you change your mind she told me like oh yeah grandma told me you know teacher doesn't make a lot of money hence i changed my dream but now listen to what she's talking about the lady was talking about there's so many more so much more you can do in the educational fields that's why she was like i i wanted to rethink Maybe I'll become a you know teacher who plays cello, speaks Chinese, and also understand the technologies. And so I was like, oh, great. So that, that was actually the highlight for me. I think that's why I love these events. They're helping our you know young girls uh, start to see different possibilities. Tell me, what are some of the things that you tell your mentees and other people in technology and especially other other women in technology in terms of growing their career? Be bold. Lean forward. Right. So don't listen to that little girl inside you, because I've been listening to the girl inside me a lot. (laughs) Until this morning, I was still saying, hey, am I really going to get on the podcast? But I'm here. Right. So I think there is a part of us which is much bold and more aggressive than we think we are. We just have to find him, find her, right? And listen to it and take the step forward. Once you make the step forward, you discover there's so many powers inside of you and we can do a lot of stuff. So that's that's one thing I would give it to, uh, you know, all the, the listeners, the, the ladies who in tag or the girls who wanted to get into the technology areas, right? Don't let other people tell you you cannot. Don't let the little girl to tell you you cannot find something you're passionate about it even if you you know have doubts just give yourself a time give yourself a try right even take a half step forward if you take half step forward you may discover something new so tell me a little bit about little shawnee when did little shawnee know that she wanted to be in science and tech and engineering <laughs> I would just say little Shawnee knows she wants to play video games and she wanted to one day ride video games so she can make a change in these games. And that's how I ended up with uh, you know, technology and science fields. By the way, when I grow up, I was horrible at math. What? <laughs> I was I was not very because Well, I was in one of these top high school in China. I was a bot in my class. I can't believe that. <laughs> so, so, but I like to say because I play video games, I, I finally find something I'm interested about it. I think of finding your interests, follow your, your heart. And like I say, it makes small steps. And then that's how I made to where I am. So, <laughs> yeah. And so what when you were playing all of those video games, right, that led you to going to school in in engineering. Talk to me a little bit about what were those first roles out of college like for you in the STEM field? I was a programmer. I was a programmer uh, writing uh, mean friend. Sorry, I disclosed my age again. <laughs> Writing mean friend, and my my the group I was in, right, is all the the very experienced programmer. And the first day I was at work, they one of the lady came to me, asked, "Oh, how old are you?" I was like, "Okay, I'm 21. I think I was 21, 22." So she told me, "Oh, by the way, I have shoes older than you." <laughs> 
Okay, if anyone so, has shoes that old, they have to throw them away. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's how I get like my first working day. Okay, in the computer field, um, that was quite interesting. Then uh, later on, I you know I tried to do something different, so I moved into a small spot of companies and start working as a consultant, a technology consultant, provide solutions for the customers. And that's also a self-discovery because the people I work with, there's a, if you look at in the technology field, there's a lot of males, a lot of white males back then, <laughs> very talented. And they see this little Asian girl, because, and by the way, I look much younger than <laughs> little Asian girl <laughs> looks like it's just out of high school and, you know, trying to tell them what they need to do. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of dolls, right? And, uh, but I always, uh, uh, you know, try, like I say, focusing on the moment, right? Focus on the task I've been given, focus on the problems. And through these little steps I'm making and try to declare who I am and also carving all uh, a space for myself. Say here, you know, I'm really specialized in this and slowly to win the confidence. Absolutely. So you told me that your, you know, your superpower is making juice and super juice and turning lemons into lemonade. How else would you describe your leadership and executive brand? Okay. So I'm, a, um, how do I say, I'm a very people focused, able to discover talents within the groups. So that's why I say when I look at all my talents, my staffs, I, I think of them as different fruits. I mean, that's a raw energy, but they all have like specialties. Because <laughs> um, a lot of times you just think about, uh, let's say, one part of technology. A lot of time people will forget there's other opportunity there. But I have ability to mix all these talents together. And the way I do it is by creating an environment we can collaborate together. So when I have a problem, a lot of times, typically, let's say, if you needed to do the podcast, you probably will only go to a podcast specialist, right? Try to get the feedback on it. But what if you bring you know, AI technologies into it? So share the problem with it. So let's say you want to make your podcast more interesting, right? The te- podcast specialist may be able to, you know, the AI people probably bring a different perspective, right? Maybe using some data to help uh, you to make the show more relevant. So I think just by mixing different talents, be more yeah. open, willing to share the problem with a large group, and you'll get a different uh, solution coming out there. So I, I feel like, especially nowadays, I get become more and more proficient at skill on making this kind of super juice. <laughs> <laughs> So, Shawnee, I love that you really describe your way of creating super juice is pulling people in with all of these specialized skills and sometimes asking yourself, you know, who else should be in the room or who else can come to the table that can bring something forward. Now, I know there's times that you work with folks that aren't collaborative like that. How do you bring them to the table or how do you lead and coach those folks that sometimes don't want to share in the way that you do to make your super juice? Instead of make them to, the way I'm doing it is try to figure out what their interests are to make a value proposition for them. So <laughs> you have to make your problem statement that interests enough so they will want to participate. Okay. Uh, finding their personal or career interests, and that's one way to get them engaged. 
well, of course, leverage and power, but I think the power is sometimes fades. People just, you know, come into meeting just because, you know, your boss says so they're not really engaged. But if you can reframe and the problem and to be more targeted for them and help them to see the values they can bring into it and they will help them to get engaged to begin with. Then of course in the meetings, listen to them to uh, make sure they, they feel like they're part of it. They'll definitely help. And th another thing I found out to be very interesting is uh, we all like to be a problem solver. If you come into a people says here, you know, um, Jay-Z, I have a problem. I really need your support. Here is da 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 mm -hmm. right, and people more willing to chip in. But if you say, hey, JC, I have a solution. I want you to implement it. A lot of time you get a pushback. Says, hey, you know, it's your solution. I was not part of it. I was not. I'm, I'm not a creator of your solutions. So people have a tendency to pull back. So the earlier you can get people involved. Make sure they make they feel like they are part of the creator. Make sure make they feel like they are making an impact to solving something you know some important problem. They will have a more uh, willingness to contribute into it. So it's really all about how do you ask and invite versus just telling people what to do. That's right. That's right. You use the right word: ask, invite, and and also make sure you stating the value for them. So make sure that the this problem you can they can personally relay and see benefit out of it if they help you to solve it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Shawnee, over time and throughout your career, how have you evolved your brand, or have you just always been that super juicer? No, I wasn't. I was just an engineer, <laughs> a little Chinese engineer. <laughs> A lot of time is opportunity based because I was talking about it. Like when you start to taking a little step forward, yeah. You once you discover a new power in you, and secondly, when you move forward, you discover there's more opportunity opens up for you. And another part thing about me is uh, uh, I'm very curious. I curious about a lot of stuff. So when you step forward, you see new things, you start to try it and you start to redefine. So that's how I, you know, start to evolve in myself from an engineer to a manager to a general managers and partner. Now I'm, you know, start thinking about there's even more for me to do, right? So I want to be maybe a, a a coach for a lot of uh, upcoming leaders, right? And help to make more impact and uh, giving this new <laughs> announcement of a fortune five, I, I do start to feel like I need to become a role model again. So I'm thinking about what does it really mean by a role model in my field? You know, what other people is looking for? You know, what kind of problem I can help them to solve, right? How can I make a bigger impact? So it's an evolution. So anytime I make a step forward, I got uh, reinforced by, you know, my team and by the people who I work with. And I start to take a step back and try to see what else I can do. So that's how probably <laughs> I get to where I, like I said, I usually focus on the moment instead of thinking about five or 10 years in the front. So <laughs> Absolutely. And it's really all about that. It's an ever evolving brand journey, right? There's, there's always a new place to go to. So Shawnee, I know, especially in the United States, we talk a lot about, you know, showing up as your authentic self and bringing your full self to work. And I mean, it hits me that that's also a very American and Western concept. 
concept. So you work in China, you work for a big multinational firm. You know, how is it that you show up as your best authentic self in a way that still balances what's culturally appropriate with the folks that you work with from all around the world? I really believe in authenticities because I I feel like uh, no matter in your life or in work, you just have to be you, right? There's a core part of values you should always keep. Then the rest of them is just how do you package it? Like, what do you dress or whatever, right? So I do feel like you have to dress appropriate for the environment you are in, right? And also keep a little bit about you, right? <laughs> to do so. Um, so, for example, if I, you know, interact with uh, um, a lot of, uh, let's say, the the business users, my customers in the financial service sector, they're more uptight. They like to wear, you know, dress up. I, I do dress up too, right? But then I always bring a little bit of tech uh, gadget with me. Because I represent technology, right? So I do bring a small tech gadgets and then try to start a conversation a little bit, right? Like uh, when I go to the client, last time when I was visiting a client in the U.S., I bring a Google Glass, okay? The, or the, the Apple phone with a VR installer. So when I start to do my presentation, they say, hey, you know, why don't you just take a look at this VR apps I'm creating? No, I'm using it. So basically using these gadgets to define who I am because part of me is uh, very much interested in technology. So that's why I want to show them. Also, part of me, I keep saying, like, I'm also a fun-loving person. <laughs> so I wanted to have that carry off a little bit. But if you are going to start talking to a tech companies and they they're dressed more high tech. So definitely you have to evolve in yourself. You don't want to go in there with suits, right? You'll just go in there like how I dress a black t-shirt. I know we're both so. wearing black t-shirts today. We're so tech. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah. So um, how you appear to them, you, you can change based on the situation, but who you really are, you needed to keep the core value with you wherever you are going there. So that's, uh, um, I think, how you can show the authenticity of you, right? Yeah, so how do you tailor for the audience but retain who you are? And I love that notion of even though, you know, financial services, they expect us to, you know, dress up in the suit, you can still come with that cool prop, that cool piece of technology that shows them who you really are. So, Shawnee, a couple of fun questions to play with. We're talking all about our brands, but what brand are you obsessed with? So there's this uh, Met Cafe right next to the office. You know, the McDonald's, they have a Met Cafe there. And the reason I switched from Starbucks to Met Cafe is because one of the, um, the girl who works in there, every time I goes in, she remembers my name. And she remembers what I wanted to order. And she also shares with me what discount (laughs) (laughs) Madonna or McCafe offers at that day. Right. So um, that's why I switched from Starbucks into a McCafe because it's more personalized services. Honestly, I think a brand makes sense. But how do you make a brand to person to be personalized for the customer that probably is the next evolution of the brand 
Absolutely. And it's such a great reminder in our brand, right? It's not just the logo. It's not just how we dress. Ultimately, it's the relationship that we create with people that that is what our brand is. Now, if you were a type of car, Shawnee, what type of car would you be? Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, I love that. Now tell us why. I always loved it because I think it's fun. It's a hip. It's a great engineering work. It's fun. It's cool. And it looks small, but you know how many people you can fit in there? <laughs> we tried the seven. What? One day we were going for, yeah, we were going for um, an office lunch. So we were like, let's see how we how many people we can pack in there. We actually packed seven adults into a small Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> and, but, okay, so don't tell the police. We, it's just five minutes drive. So it was, it was a lot of fun, especially when you open the door, when people see how many people popping out of that car. <laughs> <laughs> and good rule of thumb, because we're both short, small people, right? We can pack <laughs> a punch no matter how small we are. Now, Shawnee, tell me, what's the best career advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners? Keep trying, right? Just saying. Take a step, keep trying. And follow your heart. Follow your heart is very important because I think find something you really interested in. And even there's a lot of challenge up front, but you should still keep try. Take a small step. Take a small step and then review frequently. Right? Reflect and review and adjust. So that's that's why I give it to the people. Well, Shawnee Chen, it was great speaking with you. Thanks for joining all the way from Shanghai, China. Thank you. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's my pressure as well. <laughs> and we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. And welcome back. I don't know about you, but I just loved talking to Shawnee because I hear people say to me all of the time, I have this voice in my head that is telling me I can't get up on stage. I can't apply for that job. I don't belong in this room. And it's amazing to hear from a leader like Shawnee, who is feeling that same thing, that little voice that's sitting on our shoulder, giving us self-limiting beliefs. But you know what? I loved what Shawnee said. It's all about breaking it into bite-sized chunks so that you can overcome it and questioning that voice that is in your head. So I want you right now to think of one of those self-limiting beliefs. What is one of those self-limiting beliefs that you are carrying with you? And I want you to write it down on a piece of paper and ask yourself, why is it that you believe that? If you start breaking it down into bite-sized chunks, you'll realize that you can conquer and get past all of those self-limiting beliefs. 
Well, that's our show for today. I hope you've had a great time. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And of course, we'd love for you to take a moment to rate the show and leave a comment. Now, you can follow me on all social platforms at at Jason Patria. And make sure to check me out on LinkedIn so you can get the latest on how you can lead with your brand. And remember, don't be coffee. Make sure in your career, you're a premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.